Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Good morning. How are you? Middle of April, working on uh, Covenant stuff. Um, uh, We're pretty excited. How is uh, this is uh, we take this before Easter, but this is showing after Easter. What uh, what what were your plans? What are your plans for Easter? You know, what, we what did you do? <laughs> I don't know what it is we're going to be doing <laughs> quite yet. <laughs> I know our church has four services that day. And um, and Dan and Anna and I all serve in the children's ministry. And so that's that's always a big day for that. So I know we will be enjoying that. And then at some point, I think I think our big Easter family dinner will be um, maybe Monday instead because of timing with Caleb and Liv and being able to get together with them too. So our day may be shifted a little bit. And uh, Anna and I were just having a conversation about what would be a neat way to make that just a special day that honors a God and maybe, you know, I don't know, do something a little creative yeah. um, for some other people that day just yeah, that'd be good. to be special. Yeah. Anything uh, new on the uh, new couple? Are they uh, getting plans ready or how's that going? Plans are rolling. Yes. So he's been sending, Caleb's been sending me uh, links to uh, different venues that they're checking out. And uh, so that's exciting. They're, they're looking at those and trying to solidify. They're looking to January for the date. Um, so we'll see what comes available. And, um, by the time this airs, we will have already gone wedding dress shopping, but on April 9th, we're going wedding dress shopping. Um, and Liv invited Anna and I to come with her and her mom and her sister for that. So that's Mm. just going to be a fun girl's day. It's, you know, it's neat being in this season again of, um, getting ready for the wedding. And there's so many, cool parallels actually in terms of readying the bride for the bridegroom <laughs> um a lot a lot you can think about and just put spiritual application to as well so yeah so you season. uh will her mom and you all go wedding dress shopping yes yeah she included me in that so i'm super excited for that um yeah we'll get we'll get to, to uh you, you can share how uh how did unity happen <laughs> You know, I imagine it will be, if you, you haven't met Liv yet, when you meet her, it'll be a day of laughter and joy and fun. And there will be no conflict whatsoever. It'll be, I I'm sure she'll put on something, she'll put on a paper bag and it'll look beautiful. But I, I just feel, I have a feeling we'll all just know when she hits the one. (laughs) That'd be fun. That'd be neat. What, what the, uh, what kind of things uh, do kids look for in at venues, right? Kind of venues are available these days. So one of the things that I think they are intrigued by a lot of times uh, people are using barns now 
You know, yeah, they're actually, yeah. they're using all kinds of creative things, but I think some of the ones that they are most drawn to tend to have that, you know, have a barn feel and uh, boy, they do some gorgeous, amazing things. And then, you know, and you're in new England. And so you've got some of these old barns that have been repurposed for event centers and they're, you know, rolling hills and mountains in the backs and, you know, just stunning to, to be at from all, from all points of view. So right. So when that happens, Those do they do? The do they uh, actually hold the ceremony there too, or is it they do the church and yeah. then go there? No, typically. So that's been kind of a trend, I think. I, Joshua and Emily got married in 2019, and and at that point, it was already already very much a trend, I think, to not be holding um, weddings in churches so much. Their weddings have become venues. You know, people will do them at vineyards, at barns, at castles, um, you know, all kinds of different things and still have a very, um, you know, like for Josh and Emily's, the, it was a beautiful worship service was part of their wedding, but it was at this wedding venue. Um, what was the name of that? Casa something, but this beautiful, um, beautiful sprawling in the hills of Austin um, that, you know, these things that are just made for such a setting, you know, so it's, it's pretty, but it's, you're seeing the trend definitely away from doing it in the church. Um, but this will be a very worship centered, worship focused ceremony still, you know? Yeah. When uh, our uh, son, Peter and sure I got married and now they have the grand boys that are um, mm -hmm. 18, almost 16. You believe that? Um, so when they got married, they got married uh, at our country club uh -huh. uh, and it was in August. Uh, and in the afternoon in Colorado in July and August, uh, almost every day is a thunderstorm. Right. Um, Around the same time, like 3, 3.30ish, yeah, right? About, about, <laughs> That's usually, how it was usually, in Springs. Yeah, usually 2.30, <laughs> 3 o'clock. And, um, uh, and so you know that there's going to be a thunderstorm. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and it comes and leaves and it's immediately dry. I mean, it's really, it's the sun's out and everything's beautiful. So we planned the wedding for 4.30. Uh -huh. So the thunderstorm would come and we'd be ready. Well, uh, this day uh, didn't come. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we, we start the service and they, they come down um, and I was officiating because I was I was marrying them. And so uh, and we had a big group of people there. <laughs> and as soon as I started the service, the thunderstorm comes. Oh, no. Um, and it was one of those, you know, there's there's thunderstorms and then there's thunderstorms. There's mm -hmm. it's it was a massive lightning was right there and heavy rain and, and massive sound. Uh -huh. So um, I'm doing, I'm starting a service and the thunderstorm with, with loud every 10, 20 seconds was lightning flashing right there. Wow. And, and the boom, you know, the booms and the thing. You know, and so, <laughs> uh, but well, the service started, I'm going to keep going, you know, so, so we keep going. Well, everybody, it was funny because we were, we were in this, uh, you know, this tent outside tent. And, oh, wow. And there were chairs, but people from the out, from the outside near the edge of the tent literally got up and moved because they were so afraid right. that, that they're going to get hit by lightning. I mean, so they moved and, and then it's loud, loud, loud. And, you know, and I did the service and they got married. And by the way, the only people that could hear, uh, and I even had, I even had a, uh, uh mic were me and them. Oh no, no. <laughs> literally nobody else could, could hear what we were doing. Um, and then we finished the thing. We're going to have music. Uh 
we're gonna have a song, you know. And so I said, okay, now hey, we're gonna we're gonna play this, <laughs> we're gonna play this song. And Linda, my wife, who was in the front row, she <laughs> she yells to me, skip the song. <laughs> skip the song okay all right you know so we we ended it uh early literally it finished and uh it ended the storm ended the sun comes out and they just had a beautiful actually a beautiful reception uh and uh and the only thing that everybody can remember is they they said i remember them i can see them getting married i couldn't hear what they were doing couldn't hear a thing (laughs) did the videographer capture it he did he he boom (laughs) So it was That's fun. awesome. So it's uh, these venues are really uh, fun, and yeah, it's uh, it's a post. I don't know. Did you you probably got married in a church, right? We got married at the Air Force Academy Chapel. Oh, nice! That's beautiful. Yeah, and then had our reception at the Officers Club afterwards. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, we got it married. It was really we fun. Got, we got married in a church, and my uh, since Linda was a pastor's kid, we had the reception in the church basement. Uh, right. So. So that was yeah. That's uh, growing up in Memphis. When I would go back for several of my Memphis, my high school friends who got married, it was the the wedding was in the church, the uh, reception was in the basement, and it was done in about fifteen minutes. Right. That's right. You know. That's right. Let's get let's get going. So we we joke about the fact that we had a a Baptist wedding and a Catholic reception. (laughs) (laughs) And I know exactly what that means too. Yep. Uh, okay, so as we're talking about the covenant, uh, we've discussed, uh, again, that God's going to bless you to make you a blessing, uh, that um, the aspect of uh, uh, all these privileges, uh, he's going to protect us, he's going to give us shalom, he's going to give us uh, his abundant life, um, he's going to give us restoration. Uh, and then he says, um, the covenant uh, is where I'm going to issue promise and the promise has been given to Christ who now offers it to us. Uh, and there's depth to this promise or promises. Uh, and so what we talked last time is, well, he promises uh, covenant loyalty or he's loyal to the covenant. And that is you can count on me being able to fulfill what I said by blessing you to make you a blessing and start there because I am definitely loyal to the covenant and you can trust it. Uh, okay, well, this next yes, uh, and this is going a little bit deeper now. So we said covenant loyalty. He just said as a statement, I'm loyal to the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. You can count on it. He said, okay, the next thing I promise is my faithfulness. Uh, so uh, if you could look at, uh, let's look at Exodus 34, and we'll start to unpack this. What does that mean? And how is that a little bit different than covenant loyalty? Exodus 34, 6 to 7. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, um, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. Yeah. Uh, so he says that um, uh, I am going to uh, fulfill, you know, what I said, and you can you can count on me uh, with my uh, faithfulness, my ability to deliver uh, the promise. You can be rest assured. And he kind of adds in there, hey, by the way, uh, if you've been harmed or are being harmed, 
you know, don't worry, I'll take care of that. Well, and we'll get it. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, he says, uh, my nature is to fulfill, you know, what I've said to you, what I spoke to you as I now translate the thought of I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Well, the question is, we got a problem. We have an issue. We have a decision. Uh, exactly what it, what is it about this particular time? How does that apply to, to me in this particular time? He said, Good. rest assured, I will, I will now handle your personal situation mm-hmm. and I'll be faithful to handle it. Um, okay, go, to, go over to uh, Deuteronomy 32, uh, 7. <clears throat> um, I have 32, 4. Is that Excuse incorrect? me, 32, <laughs> 32, 4. Just making sure. Okay. You got to read that correctly. 32, 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is, what does it say uh, is his nature? Justice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, justice. Uh, and that is on all sides of it is that uh, justice is I'm going to make things correct. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to bring it back to uh, what, it, what it is. And you can, you can be assured that um, uh, truthfulness my ability to execute this, my ability to deliver this will be so because remember some of our problems, particularly some of our problems are around, I'm getting harmed by injustice. I'm having things that aren't, aren't fair. Uh, it doesn't seem right to me. Uh, he said, no, you can be assured that um, I will set things straight. Um, I will fulfill it. Now, again, the, the questions we have is, okay, great. I'd like you to do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and the way I'd like you to do it. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, you just remember mm-hmm. my nature is is my faithfulness is, is to deliver you to the covenant. And so mm-hmm. as you're being opposed or as you're experiencing things that aren't just, um, I'll set it straight. Um, and uh, let me get you back to the blessing part. And don't you worry about, uh, you know, and we'll get into this later about you, you serving justice. I'll, I'll yeah. take care of it. Does this tie in a little bit when you speak of, you know, um, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you? It does. As okay. part of the covenant is um, uh, it goes together. I'm going to uh, mm-hmm. bless you to make you a blessing. Right. And then he adds, I'm going to bless those who bless you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to curse those who curse you. Um mm-hmm. And we'll get into this, but let's get into a little bit right now is when you think of um, uh, people who bless you and and people that curse me, this is uh, kind of misunderstood. Hmm. Um, What would you say would be the average interpretation of uh, whether whether somebody's blessing me or not? Um, You know, for me, I tend to look at things almost through the lens of kindness. You know, is somebody doing something that is favorable towards me, that is encouraging or kind and all of that and cursing somebody coming against me in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And so you tend to you tend to take those two uh, statements and push them to what I call the edge. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people that are blessing me are are completely favorable, supporting Mm -hmm. and doing everything to assist my blessing. Right. Uh, those who curse me are at the very edge. Right. They're, they're trying. To, they're trying to oppose me, attack me, and are hurting me. Mm-hmm. And God said, actually, um, it's a little bit, uh, in a sense, simpler than that. Um, 
uh, and that is that because of blessing, uh, and this is this is important to understand. Think about if they're blessing you, who by definition must they be blessing? By God, because God. He's within me. Because yeah. He He says everything. This is He said everything emanates from, mm-hmm. and that's why we talked about justice so so importantly is. It's all about my holiness. It's all about my justice. And because I'm in you, number one is, are you walking with me? Right. Uh, because if you're not, you could be, you could be, I could be in you, mm-hmm. but you, because you're not walking with me and remember not walking with, with me is just simply being in self, basically. I'm deciding on my own or I don't mm-hmm. even care. I don't even care or think it's possible to have God lead me. So I'll just lead myself. Mm-hmm. He says, well, then, and this is out of Romans 8, you have uh, separated yourself from me. You put to death the spirit. You're at enmity against me and you cannot please me. Uh, so he said, first of all, in order for this all to be true for you, mm-hmm. well, first of all, are you walking with me? Right. Uh, and and by the way, if you're walking with me, you have a heart to go to, to what? Truth. I'm going to go pursue the truth. Uh, by the way, the word, the Bible, has a lot of truth. <laughs> yes. That's why abiding in the word is so critical is let me take that truth and help help me uh, unpack it. You know, we had Richard Anderson uh, last week as a guest, uh, and um, or I guess two weeks ago now. A uh, couple almost, weeks, yeah. Um, that um, he said, I, I had to learn uh, to uh, get over my shame. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how did he do that? He, it, it wasn't, well, Richard, stop it. Right. No, um, will yourself to. It was, talk it yourself was, to. It was, well, let's go see what the word says mm-hmm. and let the word now through your abiding do its work in you mm-hmm. to take that truth and have you now experience it in your life. Right. And, and do you have a heart to do that and pursue truth? Okay. Uh, so that's what it means to walk with him. All right. Now, somebody coming again uh, next to you mm-hmm. and, and let's take the, uh, uh, the thought of they don't agree with you. Okay. Um, how could they still bless you? Wow. So if they don't agree with you, it'd still be a blessing. If ultimately that comes in a healthy way to get you both to truth. Yeah. Let's go pursue truth together. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, it doesn't mean I agree or it doesn't mean I change my thought, mm-hmm. but my heart is to walk with you until we both see truth. Right. Okay. Now, if they're walking with you to see truth, who are they actually walking with? Walking with God. They're walking with God. Yeah. Uh, so he really just says, it's kind of simple. Those that bless you just have a, a, a desire to uh, walk alongside of you in life to facilitate your your abundant life while you facilitate my abundant life. And let's let's walk together, uh, including, by the way, and, and scripture speaks of this in Romans 14, a few things. There is a truth about it, but for some reason, you can't seem to get there. And he says, 
that's okay. It's okay that you think a little bit differently. Uh, Romans 14 says, you know, come to your own conclusion. So first of all, what do you believe to be true? And now uh, live that way uh, with me. If, if, and by the way, if it's, if it's not really, if it's a completely opposing me, I'm going to let you know that, God speaking. Uh, and the person next to you, they, they may be, they've come and said, no, I, I think something differently. Um, he said, don't let that divide you at all. Don't judge each other. You can live with that ambiguity. I'll give, I'll give you a simple example, which we talk about in the end times a lot, is uh, the thought of the rapture. Is <laughs> there's, I can tell you, I've come across people on all sides of this, and they are right. firmly settled. Right. It's pre-trib, it's mid-trib, it's post-trib. That's what I've settled. Mm -hmm. And see, my position is, okay, that's okay. Um, um I'm going to tell you one thing is that I'm not sure that that's absolute in scripture, but if that's what you've settled, mm -hmm. that's okay. Even though I might have thought or believe or consider that there's another possibility, but we can bless each other because you know what? It's not that important. Right. Um, and God said, it's okay that it's not that important. Um, you can walk together. You can have joy together. Um, what would change now? And we can take this example. What changes to cursing? Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. How does that, what does that then look like? Okay. It's, it's the, it's the opposite of it in a simple way. I'm not willing to mm. go with, to go with you to pursue truth. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, and I'm going to, uh, not only, and it can, it can go from, I'm just not willing to do it to um, I'm going to try to persuade you to do what I want or I'm going to fight you and hurt you because you're in my way. Okay, mm -hmm. but we, we tend to think of the, well, yeah, I can see people trying to hurt me. I don't, that's a curse. Actually, I can just say, you can say, hey, Rich, uh, would you, would you uh, consider that um, um, I kind of disagree with you on the rapture? Uh, could we go process that together? And I say, no. I've already decided you're not right. And until you until you go with the way I want to, I'm not doing it. Guess what? I've just stepped and into you're cursing. You're actually cursing. You're actually I've just, cursing. I've just stepped into <laughs> cursing because what have I just said? By not going with you, what have I just said? That you don't want to go with God. I'm not going with him. I don't right. care. And I've decided on my own. He said, well, now they're cursed. Uh, hmm. So that uh, here, what he says, justice will be served is, um, first of all, are you treating people with honor, respect, and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, grace? Because you have forgiveness in your heart. It doesn't mean you reconcile. It doesn't mean you agree with them. And then have you invited them to process with you? Um, and they say no. God right. says, oh, okay. They've stepped over the line of justice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it so. I'm going to, they're cursed until they realize that they need to change um, and then walk with you and walk with me. Um, and then, uh, but I'll take care of it, not you. You don't need to do it. Justice will be served. Um, and you can trust, you can okay. trust it. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it is really interesting. And it's, uh, uh, as you look at, and we'll get into this later because we have responsibility of all this, but um, for me, it's like, well, <laughs> 
I would never want to be on the side of cursing. <laughs> so, right, right. So um, <laughs> if somebody disagrees with me, okay, mm-hmm. do you want to go? Or they say, you know what? I think what you just did was wrong, or I think what you're doing isn't right. Um, well, am I willing to process with them? And I always want to be yes, because I know right. if I just say, no, I've decided, God says, well, you've just stepped into injustice and you're going to be cursed. Um, so I, I really pay attention to that. And it's not that complicated, really. Uh, it's really pretty simple. Uh, okay, so go to uh, uh, Psalm 33, 4 and 5. Psalm 33, 4 and 5. Yeah. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. So his word is what? Right. Right. It's it's uh, the word there is it's correct. It's it's powerful. It's it's ju- mm-hmm. it's righteous. Uh, it, it will fulfill its purposes. And he says, um, I'll execute uh, based on what I say. Mm-hmm. You can be assured that truth uh, will be fulfilled mm-hmm. uh, so that as you think of, of truth, we tend to think, well, do I know something that is true? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's way, way more powerful than that. It's not that you know something is true. It's that truth is operating in my life. The life, oh, the, li- the life of the truth is operating in my life and I'm experiencing mm-hmm. the truth, not know about it. Okay. Uh, and so as I, re- I receive that, uh, God says, my truth will, will fulfill itself. It's going to happen. Uh, so you, you can believe it. You can trust it. My word and is, is so. And my, it will lead you to the truth, which you'll experience. Okay, now. Um, if that's, if that's the way it goes, uh, if his word is right, if his word is the way to go, what must we then learn? Word. His word. Uh, and, and the word there is really, uh, the, the Greek word, uh, equivalent to the Greek word rhema, Mm -hmm. which is, let me speak to you the the logos and apply it to your life. And so you pay attention to that and listen to that and hear what I have to say. And when I say it, I'll perform it. Uh, I'm, I'm a bill. I have the ability to, to deliver what I, what I say, uh, which is the cool thing about the covenant. Right. Uh, right and we right. actually learned under covenant loyalty he says what I'll command it. Um, I'll speak it and it'll happen, you know, come with me and learn what it is. Okay. Go to Deuteronomy uh, seven, nine. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Okay. Uh, So he says that he's faithful because he keeps what? He keeps covenant. He keeps Keeps covenant and mercy. Yes. Yeah. So he, and the word there is, um, I fulfill it. I, I, Mm -hmm. I make it happen. Uh, And he says, I do it for how long? For a thousand generations. Thousand generations. Uh, so a generation. So we're still is, covered. We're still covered. A generation is generally forty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a thousand would be forty thousand years. Wow. So we're good. We're good. We got we got good time. Um, and basically, what he's saying is it's eternal, which he actually says in other places. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, forever. Uh, 
And that's why the Old Testament covenant of I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing and all the depth of that hasn't ended. Right. Uh, it's actually still going on. Now we know that it's fulfilled in Christ and that Christ is in us to deliver our side of the deal, which we'll talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, he says, um, I am faithful uh, to absolutely deliver to you what I speak and I speak to your personal situation. So it's not it's not general, you know, and, and again, as people are like, for example, dealing in unforgiveness, um, well, you can read. You need forgiveness. Okay. Um, I'll try. I'm going to try to have forgiveness. I should have forgiveness. I'm going to work in forgiveness. God says, no. Uh, he says, you take what I wrote, truth, and now ask me, how do I apply that to this person, to this situation, right. and give me your forgiveness to be able to experience that truth? And if I, pers- now this is really cool. If I pursue it, mm-hmm. God says what? I'm faithful. He will complete it. To complete it, not for you to know about forgiveness, mm-hmm. for you to experience forgiveness. And my my work, which I'm faithful to, is to take that to fulfillment in you experientially, which, by the way, what? Fulfills the covenant. You're yeah. blessed. You become blessed because you're experiencing the truth of God that he spoke to and he's faithful to deliver it and think about it. Everything is on his back. What, what do I got to do? It's got to go with him. Right, right. Cause he said, if you have a heart to go with me, I'll do it. It's going to happen. I'm yeah, I think about, it. as you're talking about that, um, you're talking about forgiveness with other people, but again, we referenced, um, the interview with Rich Anderson yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And I think for him, forgiveness of himself oh, was something God had to walk him into really to release that shame and guilt and, and step him into freedom. But then when he shares the story of full circle, even how things are mending with his, with his daughter, I yeah, believe it was right. his son-in-law right. and the grandkids. Um, you see that the ripple effects of that as God walked him into forgiveness of both himself and working in forgiveness with others and just the blessing that he poured out in them and is pouring out in that. That's right. Yep. Uh, and then there's one other statement in, in New Testament. Go to 1 Thessalonians 5.24 and it kind of puts a capstone on all this. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Yeah, well, that's pretty simple. That's pretty straightforward, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm talking to you. I'm calling you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm faithful to, again, going back to uh, you know Deuteronomy, is I'm faithful mm-hmm. to what I speak. Um, and when I say I speak it, not only am I faithful to that word, but I will do it. And literally the word means I'll carry it out right? Uh, in reality, you know? And so the promises of the covenant is think about these nature of God and how beautiful these, these promises are is, is, is first of all, I'm loyal to the covenant. Mm-hmm. You got a problem, you got an issue, you got a question, you have a decision, you don't know. Uh, he says, start with, I am going to deliver you to the place where you'll be a blessing to you'll be blessed to be a blessing i'm going to resolve this i will i will okay now i'm faithful to not only just say it 
and do it in a generic way. I have to do it now specifically for you in your situation. How? I have to speak to it. I have to say something to it. As I say it and you hear it and receive it, you can trust what? That it will occur. It will it's, be done. I'm, I'm going to do it. And think about, you know, and, and this is one thing that really draw, drew me into abiding in the first place was, um, you know, I'm a seminary graduate, um, knew the Bible inside and out uh, intellectually. Mm -hmm. uh, and I read it every day. Right. Uh, I was one of those guys that, um, and people told me, taught me, have a quiet time. Right. Um, and I literally, okay, I'm going to have one. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I was in the word, I'm reading the word and I'm, I'm, uh, and I, I can understand it and I'm thinking about it and, uh, okay. I like that. Ooh, I like that. That's cool. Well, over time, Every day I'm in the Word. Every day. I, and I have issues. I have questions. I have, I have things. And I pray. Would you, would you, would you? Well, nothing was happening. Or the things that I thought weren't getting fulfilled. Uh, or wait a minute. He said this. I can call him in times of trouble and he'll rescue me. And I'm said, I, I called on you in a time of trouble. I didn't see the rescue. And I didn't, I didn't get rescued. Mm -hmm. uh, so, hold on a minute. Linda, we had to uh, uh, quiet back there. Um, so, um, the uh, aspect of uh, it wasn't it wasn't happening. Uh, I had to then experience. Well, how come? And it was well. I didn't. I took the generic. Yeah, I heard that you're going to bless me to make me a blessing. But he said, now I got to make it specific. And you got to spend the time to listen, process, and let me apply truth to your situation. And by the way, when you get there, I'll do it. When I learned it, it was like, wow, how cool is this? <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, it's, it's being fulfilled. Uh, it's it's really doing uh, everything that God is saying. And, and, uh, and so he said, I'm faithful to deliver the covenant. Um, and not only in a generic way, but specifically through my word. And when I speak it, you can count that I'll, that I'll, I'll uh, make it happen. I'll, I'll bring it about. And, and that's the beauty of the covenant. <clears throat> awesome. I love that. Yeah. And it speaks so, so much to his faith. I mean, we're talking about faithfulness, but that's his character. It's who he is. He cannot not be faithful. Right. You know, that's right. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, continue uh, next week. I think we got the dates right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, we'll, knows? We'll come back. We'll come back. Just roll with uh, us, guys. Give us Blender. grace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a guest day tomorrow, and then we'll have um, uh, good end times Friday. We're going through the churches uh, right now, so that's going to be fun to continue that uh, series. So, Kathy, Absolutely. we'll uh, uh, continue this week, and uh, we'll pick this up again uh, next week. We got lots more to go of things. <coughs> <clears throat> I mean, things that he promises and it'll be uh, fun to explore. Excellent. Thanks so much for sharing. And if I can just encourage everyone um, this week, as, as we've talked about his covenant loyalty and his faithfulness again, um, if that's something you're not experiencing yet, start pressing in, asking him questions and letting him grow that belief in you so that that can become your default position and you can see him be exactly who he says he is. Yeah. So yeah. Amen. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> see you soon.
Take care. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.